Welcome to the Boss Lady Podcast. Whether you're an entrepreneur climbing the corporate ladder or a work-from-home parent, you are a boss. If you desire to make your life extraordinary, to reach and exceed your personal and professional goals, and learn from other strong leaders, then the Boss Lady Podcast is for you. As an entrepreneur, mother, wife, and former CEO, I share lessons and stories of both personal and professional successes and failures. Join me along with a diverse list of guests as we break down strategies, tools, and techniques that will enhance your career and your life. Together, we will embrace, empower, and educate each other. I am Teresa Rand, and this is the Boss Lady Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the Boss Lady Podcast. I am not Teresa Rand. I know you're always used to seeing, hearing Teresa Rand um, on the podcast because she's been doing this, gosh, I think for two years now. But I am Jennifer Roberts. I am her partner in the Boss Lady community. And Teresa, we can all be jealous, is on vacation in Europe on a river cruise with her fabulous husband, living her best life for a couple of weeks. And so uh, I am stepping in for her temporarily along with my other boss lady friend and a member of our community, Darlene Tassinelli. Hello, Darlene. Hi, I'm also not Teresa Rand. Yeah, Teresa's on a bike in a foreign country somewhere. <laughs> Lucky her. Exercise and getting hikes in and going far and wide in awesome places. So that's the way the mice shall play. And she asked us over the week, does anybody want to do uh, maybe a guest host on the podcast? And we said yes in about four seconds. And maybe we'll do it next week if she doesn't come back. I don't know. (laughs) If she runs away, we will continue on. No, and I'm sure the audio and all of the things are not as beautiful um, because we're just doing this um, via Zoom and and Teresa has all the nice stuff, but we'll we'll wing it this week. Um, And so Darlene and I put our heads together and decided you know what? What can two marketing girls share with um, the Boss Lady podcast community? And we said, you know, wouldn't it be fun to talk about the five things that we see all the time that you should not do? Yeah. In the <laughs> <laughs> and not that we, and I'll say once we get going, I mean, some of these things, it's a life lesson for us that we've already been through it. And we may have realized, oh no, that might not be a good idea. So we're here to kind of just see and set the record straight of things that we might've done that we know now not to do. And here's what to do instead. Right. Yes, absolutely. And honestly, I mean, there's some of the popular things that I see, you know, clients of mine do all the time as well. But before we get into all of that stuff, Darlene, tell me a little bit about why you, and then I'll go about why in the world we are qualified to even talk about this topic. Go. Oh gosh. Well, I, um, have about two, almost two decades in radio sales and marketing and branding. Um, I left the radio station in 2008 and consulted with them eight years after that. In 2010, I started my own social media marketing company, uh, called little blog dress when there wasn't a lot of people who knew what the Facebook was and all the things. And so now in 2022, I do still have my agency, but I do more of an overarching social media strategic plan with bigger clients. Not that I don't have some day-to-day clients, but 
now I'm more in the higher level talking to companies about strategy and a lot of what you should and should not do and common mistakes I see. So I'm excited to get this conversation. Now I get to introduce my friend, Jennifer Roberts. Hello and tell everybody how wonderful you are. Oh yeah. Thank you. Um, so again, I'm Jennifer Roberts. I own a company called Back Porch Communications, where I help companies with their PR, marketing, and communications work. And it can be anywhere from solopreneurs, people that are just doing their own thing, um, all the way up to the corporate level. And I do spend time with nonprofits as well. Um, I spent 10 years as a television journalist, um, and then left the TV world to go into public relations. So I decided it might be a good time to get a master's degree as well. So I have a master's degree in public relations and strategic communication, and then um, worked for a large hospital system doing PR marketing communications work for them for about 12 years and then decided, you know, maybe I could do this on my own. Um, and so it was with a lot of trepidation three years ago, I started the business and here we are today. So it's turned out pretty good so far. I like it. Three years, 12 years. I just, it goes, you kind of don't wait for the other two to drop, but we definitely have lived through some strange times in the last couple of years and starting your business in the midst of it was super fun and challenging. So yeah. 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 When I, when you think back to think that, you know, that the both of us who are about the same age, uh, have been in the workforce for, I don't know, 25, almost 30 years. It just seems, it just, but here we are. Yeah. And here we are. So I'm excited. I'm going to let you begin because we kind of had a quick little brainstorm yesterday. We thought of 20 things we could tell you, but we did narrow it down to about five important ones. And your first one was right out the gate. So I'm going to let you start and then I'll just follow up with, we'll just go back and forth. Okay. Sounds good. So the first thing that I came up with was what not to do with your marketing is, and the mistake I see constantly is people not understanding who their customer is. There are a lot of ways you can understand your customer. One of them is demographics, how much money they make, are they a man or a woman and where do they live? And those are all fantastic things to know, but it's just not enough anymore um, to really dial in and target who you want to talk to. It's really important to understand them far more intimately than how many kids they have in their household and how much money their annual income is. So really understanding what makes them tick, what keeps them up at night, how can you bring value to their life? What misconceptions do they have about what you do in the world? These are all great things to understand about your customer. And I think that so many folks, it is really not hard to gather this information, but it does take a little bit of time and effort. You know, one of the first things that I do with um, new clients is... I tell them to close your eyes and imagine who your perfect customer is. The one who always 
pays on time. The one who never misses a call or an appointment with you. The one who's always excited to see what you've got for them or you're going to engage with them. The one who always tells you, wow, this was so amazing and this really helped me in whatever industry you might be in. And so understanding who those folks are, really good marketing, in my opinion, takes those customers that you love and finds a way to duplicate them or clone them, whatever the want to use, right? Go find more of those people. So if you don't have a true understanding of who the wonderful people that you love to work with are, it becomes very, very challenging to market to them. So we get that piece. I think that's a critical point. So not understanding who your customers needs, wants, and desires intimately are, is a huge misstep in any marketing effort. Do you also think that you could say that about not understanding who your ideal client is? Because yes. I know when we started our businesses, and I remember when I, even way back then, you're excited, you're hungry, you're broke, probably, right? Like you, you yep. have made, you have left and the net is going to catch you, right? And that usually that comes with some financial mm-hmm. instability, unless you just you know, are are superhuman and you have like a mass amount of money in your board and you're like, I just want to go start a new business. Usually it's based on passion rather than financial want. And it's a scary step to go, okay, I'm doing it. But then you find yourself taking on whoever and whatever, because you're broke and you're desperate. Not maybe desperate is not the right word, but maybe like you're just excited and you're hungry to grow your business substantially and quickly Sometimes you got to kind of take a step back. I think that happens with growth to where you're, you know, you got to remember you're the man now. I've always said that, like, cause I still do it. I'll, I'll lose a client and then be like, Oh, I'm going to take this person or company, even though it doesn't feel right. It's the gut feeling is telling me, do not go. And then you got your outside influences going, take the money, babe. It's Christmas. And your best friend's saying, you're crazy. It's you know, it's so much money and you should just, it's for three months. Who cares? Um, this is actually a real world experience that happened to me, Yeah. but if you don't understand your ideal client and all the things that you said, the person that pays on time, the person that is excited for your ideas, the person that stays out of your area and lets you do the work that you're paid to do. Um, if those, if you can establish what that means to you, I think that's not, that's going to be a big mistake too. Do you agree? Yeah. Absolutely. I think that it's, it makes so much sense to, um, and and certainly new business owners fall victim to that. A lot of times I come in contact with potential clients because they've hit the burnout of too many bad clients or too many, not that they're bad. They're just not the right fit for what you're trying to offer. And so they said yes to the wrong folks and they've realized that, but then they want to go figure out who the right folks are. Yeah. that's something that I think is, is really important. Um, but when you're first starting out, it's absolutely, it's kind of like, oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. You want to pay something? Okay. Is it not really what I said I was going to do when I started my business anyway, but it's a little bit more money than I expected. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Yes, yes, yes. But then it snowballs into awfulness. And, and I think it's, and it's very brave to take a step back and say, yeah, no, that doesn't work for me. And this is what, 
you know, these are the things that I need to close my eyes internally and say, these are the only people that I'm going to take to. So good advice for you for that. Cool. All right. What you got for number two? My next one is to diversify your message um, and not always sell. And and I want to, I would say some advertising, when you look at like billboards or news, maybe newspaper ads, you know, it is in your face marketing. It's, you know, your big face on the billboard, it's the back, the side of a bus. You, you don't really have an opportunity to be subliminal, but if you're looking at like, say, if you do radio marketing or you're doing, um, social media marketing, you can't always sell, sell, sell. We like, we're so busy as society that I, I don't know if always putting your messaging out there that today, I always use restaurants cause that's very easy. You know, today's specials are today's specials are today's specials are if that's your idea of social media marketing on Facebook, I think you might want to diversify it a little bit because, you know, eventually you're the people that are following you on social media, they're in traffic scrolling through their Facebook. They're just going to go right past you because they're not hungry. They're not, they're not coming to you today, but maybe you shake it up and say, okay, I live in Ormond beach in the middle of Ormond main street. Instead of saying today's specials are today's specials are, we throw an article in there about Ormond Main Street, or maybe um, the city of Ormond did something or is having an event next weekend, or the police department gave bikes to a bunch of kids. Well, that has nothing to do with maybe your restaurant or your business or you personally. I think the overarching marketing strategy goes a longer way because you're diversifying the message to where I think people see through the fact that you just want people to come in. You know, we all do. But if you're just going on or because I think Facebook or, or any kind of marketing that is instant, if you're just plopping on just to tell them, oh, get that on Facebook because we're having a sale today, but you're not spending time engaging with, you're just talking at, I think that's a huge mistake. Yeah. I think, tell me what you think about this. One of my favorite um, tactics for getting folks to think outside the box is tell me the backstory. Tell me about who you are. Tell me about how the sausage gets made in your industry, right? Like not bad things, but good things, right? Behind so stuff. Your restaurant, like tell me, and you do like locally sourced something. Tell me about that. Why do you okay. do that? Your passion for that. Tell me about, you know, the people that work for you, the employee that's been there for 25 years, the, and what makes them you know, continue to stay or the customer or the testimonial. I mean, there's mm-hmm. so many types of different pieces of content out there that can talk about your story that don't really have to be like by now, uh, or, yeah. today, or, yeah. or whatever it can still be. I think there's still space to talk about your, yourself and your community and what mm-hmm. you believe in without selling. And for me, that as a consumer, that really like, that really hits home with me. There's a lot of people that are just very traditional advertisers, but now you have all these different kind of new marketing. It's just very non-traditional. I've had clients that I take on, I explain to them. It's almost like my rule of three. I don't do it like very methodically, but every three times I'll mention them directly about your business. And though sometimes I'll get some pushback. Hey, um, I noticed you haven't posted about you know, what I had on sale this week. I'm like, no, because we want to talk about you overarching and why pretty much the why, why are they buying from you? You know, give, give me some backstory. And, 
and let's almost let you be, you could also take like industry advice. Like if you're a, um, let's think of a good one, like a chiropractor or a skin specialist or whatever. Let's talk about five reasons why you should wear a sunscreen, not your, yes. your facial of the month, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think because then you become an expert in your field mm-hmm. and then you go, then the referrals start coming in the word of mouth, you know, so-and-so always knows what she's talking about. And she's not just trying to shove product on your, you know, she actually has in-depth knowledge, which most business owners have knowledge of what they went into business for. And you can really kind of showcase that when you're marketing yourself. I tell you, I'm going to share a very, very fast story about me as a consumer. And it's my favorite content creation type of story. So years ago, when my kids got big enough around the holiday season to around the Christmas season to say, oh, and our last inflatable died, I was like, okay, no, we're not putting more inflatables out in the yard, right? Like uh, it's time for mom to put a nice nativity scene out in the yard. That's what I wanted. So I got to the internet. I was trying to find something. I wanted something simple, something classy. And all of a sudden I came up with this little business who make these cutout nativity scenes. And they had a couple of videos on their website. And one of them was a video of their factory and how they make these. And they talked about their concepts. So they also make boat boat parts. Like they use marine grade uh, plastics. Nativity scenes, they also use that in boats. And their whole story in their video was about how they are um, during the holiday season, they don't sell boats. So they didn't have it. They had to lay off their workforce around Christmas, but now <laughs> yeah. idea and they started man- manufacturing nativity sets and it's going like freaking gangbusters. Oh and so they did this video, like it was probably like 10 years ago. It's still on their website. It's still fantastic. It still was probably produced with a phone. Um, and it showed me their, it showed me their factory. It showed me their people. It said, told their little story about how their business was able to survive. And then I found out in their video that they're located about 45 minutes from my house. So I feel like I'm supporting local people and having people keep their jobs. And when I saw how much the Tiffany was, it was $500. I said, I don't give a crap. Give me my credit card. I stopped scrolling and, and I bought it immediately. Amazing. So it's, it, they weren't trying to sell me. They didn't give me the components of the nativity. It wasn't even about the price. It was just about who they are and how they got to the point that they're making marine grade nativity scenes that go outside. Like it sounds crazy, but it was exactly what sold me. I think that's awesome. But I think we just get, I mean, how many times you're a numbers person? I am not, but they say you get marketed to 1000 million trillion times. That, that sounds about right. Right. That's yeah. Possible. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah. on a daily basis, but like, how nice is it just to have, even, even if you're being mindful to, and you know what you're doing, but be mindful and not talk about yourself. Like just try to think out of the box of the things that maybe would diversify your message. Yep. All right. Next up um, is never let you see them sweat. Now this is really exciting to talk about because well, we can, we can address it a couple of different ways because starting a business and being in business, um, and figuring out what to do and what not to do in your marketing is a little overwhelming. And I was thinking about this when I was getting ready about, you kind of have two options when you go into business for yourself, you can either do, I'm going to take on 100 people at a lower price, or I'm going to take 
five people at a premium price. You know, if you're in business, like doing a business to business or a service industry, not like a storefront, but so what does that mean when you start looking at those kind of scenarios, as far as like, you're obviously going to be taking on a lot. You're doing a bunch of new things as a new business owner. You've never been before, but do you think it's a good idea to really kind of be disclosive and say, Oh my gosh, I've been up since for 24 hours working. Like I can't get ahead of myself. I'm so busy. And you're broadcasting that whether you're talking to people in person or you're going online, telling people that you're so busy. Um, I think you have to be very mindful of making sure you have the persona of, I got this. Like as women, we can definitely do that. Right. But to let them see you sweat gives me an inkling that you don't have a handle on your time management of your business. Maybe you don't. I mean, I, sometimes I don't, I think we're, I gosh, we, we have kids. We're, we're busy. We're doing 100 million things, but I don't really want to tell anybody that I not struggle, but like if I'm trying to talk to my audience or the people that I'm selling to or potential clients that I'm looking at, I definitely don't want to come back and say, oh my gosh, I stayed up all night working on this. Or maybe, you know, if you've got, a, a, if they contract you for some work and you're a day late and you say, oh, so sorry, I had a fire that was a client that was better than you. You wouldn't probably say that like that, but you got to really be careful when, because I think customers and clients look at that as inefficient, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, to your point, it's like we need to be able to serve our customers in a calm and controlled um, environment. And if you're harried and, you know, frazzled, they're frazzled. Like, I remember, and this is like... (laughs) this is really dating. So my oldest, who's now 16 was uh, a baby. She wasn't even a year old and she had to have, she was born with a, a cleft palate. And so we were at the specialist doctor and the surgeon was in there looking at her mouth and he looked at it for two seconds and he popped his head up and he goes, Oh yeah, we got this. I see this every And that was exactly what the scared mom who's doesn't have, you know, this is my first kid who idea. I needed the call. I needed the, um, the confidence, right. That I've got that this guy's got this and Mm -hmm. it's a thing. And I think we need to think of ourselves as, uh, business leaders, that calm, that confidence that you've got this, um, really goes a long way with clients. And if you're harried and frazzled, um, you're, you're not doing anyone any favors. And I, and I get, and that goes back to our conversation of like not understanding your client and just taking on whoever and whatever, but you have to take a step back and like stand on a tall ladder and look down and remember like you're, this is your business. You're not, there's nobody waiting for you besides your clients, obviously. But like, if you're not in control of what that outcome looks like, we got to figure out why, like, are you taking on too many? Are you spending too much on a client? If you're leaving or saying no to social activities or family fun because you have to work on a Sunday, you know, I sometimes, yes, you absolutely have to do. But if that's just a consistent thing, you might want to look at your overall workflow of where you're missing. And while it's luxurious to have 100 clients, maybe you can only take on 50 right now because especially when you're new, you know, within the first five, six years, you got you got to figure out that ebb and flow. Um 
and not be scared of it because of the financial, you know, scenarios on it, but really try it outwardly. If you're talking to people, Oh my God, I'm so busy. I have so many clients. I'm just, I was up all night. I couldn't go here to go with my kids for this. I had to do, I mean, if you're having this conversation with people that just asked how you are, I think you need to take a big breath and like reevaluate what that looks like because you're not, you're not going to be successful and people are not, I mean, to be frank, I I wouldn't want to work with somebody that's so overwhelmed and they're constantly talking about how overwhelmed. I mean, it's not cute or cheeky, right? Right. Like, very British of me. I must be watching Bridgerton. Um, <laughs> it's not very cheeky of you to, to be, you know, putting yourself out there as a business persona. Yep. All right. Number four of our top five of marketing things you should not do is not having a strategy or it. And even I'll simplify that to say having a plan, right? I mean, we all know that we have to get a message out whether that is on a website, social media, advertising, um, networking, whatever the thing is. But if you don't have a plan for how those things can integrate together, I promise you are going to be wasting your time and your money. Yeah. Promise that's going to be the case. So, um, I know, especially I've heard new business owners, but I've heard seasoned ones who maybe aren't quite ready. They're like, I just need to have someone take over my social. I just need to have someone do all my social media. Um, and then you, and then I will say, well, what do you want them to post? Well, I don't know. That's for them to figure out. Yeah. Ready to hire someone yet. Because yeah. this is, you, you have to know what it is that you're trying to say. I have a a little slogan in my business. It's called be the boss of your brand. You have to understand all the things that are happening in and around your business. That includes your marketing. You can't just farm it out. You have to understand it and have a plan for it. And then you can hire in the, the experts to help you execute that plan, whether that be in marketing, it would be a web person. It might be a social media strategist. It might be, um, somebody to help with advertising. It might be a virtual assistant to help with your calendar. So you can get out there and network, right? It could be any of those things, but you have to be the center focus of that and have a plan. Cause if you don't, you are going to be paying people to do work that is not going to convert for you. Totally. And I, from personal experience, and you can laugh about this because you know me, I'm not a huge planner. I, I, I'm not, I'm a very, you, it probably drives Jen crazy because Teresa's a planner. Jennifer's a planner. Darlene, not as big of a planner as one would like. And I'm telling, I, listen, I admit it. I am a wake up and let's see what we're going to do today. (laughs) I mean, I have a general idea, but it's an ongoing list. And that's, I operate in chaos best. Um, I go real good on deadlines up to the date. I drive people nuts. I pack the day of the trip. Um, You know, I just, I I do laundry when I'm supposed to be evacuating, you know, for hurricanes. I've done that to my husband a couple of times, much to his dismay. Um, But at the end of the day, even somebody who doesn't make a plan, I understand the necessity of 
having at least some sort of roadmap strategy to where you're going. And if, and if it's daunting and there's seven different points of this business that you're trying to accomplish, just pick one, either one that you're really good at and you think you can probably get a handle on if you make a plan or one that you're really bad at and you know you're going to need some help. For me, that's like bookkeeping. I don't do the bookkeep. I don't. My husband is my CPA, but he just became it because I want to stay married. You know, like, and we have a, I have a bookkeeper. I just, it's just, and that's great business advice too. Like find little things within your initial plan that you do not want to do and pay, find somebody to do that. And at least give them direction. And if it's a mental piece, a bookkeeper can go in and go, okay, here's what we do. Um, but yeah, you have to, even somebody who does not like to plan, I hate it with a passion. I (laughs) have to have some sort of at least general idea in the back of my head of which way I'm going. Right. Right. And into, well, I'm just starting out or I'm not sure what I need to do. It's really, um, you know, I counsel people a lot. There are some great vendors out there that will be totally honest with you and say, you're not ready for my service yet because you figure out a few things and maybe they can help you figure them out. Maybe they can't, but not everybody is quite that honest. No. Uh, so you, you do yourself, I think a little bit of a disservice if you don't, um, come up with a strategy and a plan of how your marketing is going to integrate together. Right. Uh, what are the, me- how are the messages going to flow in between the different, you know, vehicles from the social to the web? Are we, are we trying to drive people from the social media site to the website? In most cases, probably yes, yeah. but not, there might be a a reason to not to do that, or there might be a different strategy, um, to, to think through, but if your social is just out there and it's not driving somewhere, well, well, goodness sakes, what are you doing it for? So, um, you know, you really have to, and it can be something you can do yourself just to make sure that it's all working and, and leads are coming and, and how that all fits together. It's not rocket science, but at the same time, if you don't, if you don't feel like you have a handle on that, finding somebody to help you should be important. Yeah. And I think you just have to keep the overall thought process of staying on brand, making sure the decisions that you do make or the plans that you are making is within your parameter and you're not all over the place. And what you do if you could not figure out how to do that you get a network of people who support you which is our last and final tip of how to really succeed and, and what not so I guess what not to do in your marketing is to not have a network of people that support you so right. we are very thankful because I, I, and I think from the minute I started my business I think you did the same thing I sat with experts that I trusted and I read books and podcasts of, you know, mentors that I didn't even know. And I said, what would you do? This is what I'm thinking. What would you think about this? I mean, I've done that several times in the couple of different businesses I've, I've kind of conquered through, um, just to get an overall feedback. And then you can also make it a little bit more official. You know, there's mastermind groups, which you and I and Teresa and Anna are a part of. We are very, of course, we're very lame. We haven't done it in a couple of months, but we, it's very beneficial like to have the people in your life. And it doesn't have to be 10 people. It could be one, two people 
it might not be your best friend. It's, you know, I, I talked to my best friend about stuff. I called you yesterday. I'm like, Hey, check this out. Blah, blah, bloggity blue. And you've done that to me. Mm-hmm. Um, just people that support you from a business perspective and a marketing perspective. Yeah. You're going to get your cheerleaders. Um, Teresa calls this her personal board of directors, right? right? Um, which I think is a perfect way to describe having a network of people who support you and yeah. why that's so important because even though you're in business for yourself, you still need somebody to go. That's, that's dumb. What, what are you, what, <laughs> yeah. What are you I doing? Think, you know, I think as, as you talk about this, I think there's kind of two groups. I think there's your personal board of directors, which Teresa, like, and those are the people that you call and share the, or the mastermind group or whatever, and share the intimate details of this is what I'm thinking. This is my plan. And they're, they're going to spend time with you to walk through why this is a good idea, what you might, what else you might want to consider. But I am also personally a fan of a community of people and, you know, to plug boss lady, here's my spot. Um, I needed a group of women and the members of boss lady. Uh, there are some members of boss lady that tell me things about my business and help me, but there are people that just by being around them are inspiring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hiring me to do better, to want to reach for more. We don't always sit around and talk about business, but it's, women that I see when I see the Krista Goodriches of our group that own, I can't even tell, she might own nine businesses. Like when I look at that, I go, heck yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. When I see the Rachel's, uh, Rachel Allen's of our group do a massive, you know, health, um, movement and become yeah. you know, winning a bodybuilding competition. I'm like, heck yeah, that can be me too. So it's like, I just need that group of people to continue to inspire me to reach for more. And that's one of the things that I think a lot of us might be missing in our day-to-day life too, um, that can help us with business. And it's uh, one thing I like about the boss city community. It's, it's not industry specific, um, because there, there's a lot of worth for doing that. And I, and I'm, we're both part of, of different ones within our field directly, we're basically talking to ourselves in a different form, right? These are just, you know, if we think of the boss lady community, I love it because it is a group of women that I might not have known prior to this. A lot of the people in that room I'm, I meet for the first time and they just, they want that network of support and it, and it's, um, personal support, business support, network of just, you know, we've made some great friends within that community. You and I are friends because of that, you know? So, um, having a network of people who support you on that grander level is just so super important. And it's a huge mistake if you're just in your own little silo trying to make it work. Um, cause you don't necessarily have to take a community like the boss lady and start bouncing ideas and go, this is what I'm thinking in business. But it is nice that if you have an idea or you're promoting yourself, you've got people in your corner that are rooting for you to, to get it, you know, and, we need that. We need, we need the add a girls every once in a while, right? Like, um, the, the need to be validated is so incredibly important when you work for yourself because you're usually just by yourself and you're like, I think this is good, but maybe, I don't know. And then the imposter syndrome, you know, sets in and you need some, you need people in the, in the room with you in, in your ring to try to support you out. And just to understand what resources you might have there. I love the 
community too, because of if I need somebody in a specific area, or if I want to connect with someone who might be a potential client, and I know uh, this boss lady over here knows that person, can you make an introduction, right? Even those simple type of things are, are great resources. Yeah, I agree. All well, right. Bob, I, to keep this to 30 minutes. And girl, I just actually was going to say that. I think we're like at 45. I was like, Bobby, do not cut us short. We will keep going. If you do, <laughs> he's probably well, rolled his eyes 10 times at this point, but that's okay. We covered a lot. Well, we hope that you guys have enjoyed um, a little bit of a different take on the Boss Lady podcast today, talking about some of the things not to do in your marketing. Because I know Darlene and I have had a blast um, thinking about talking about it today. If you would like to learn more about uh, what Teresa offers in her business, the leadership, um, the public speaking, all of the great things that she does, you can visit TeresaRanConsulting.com. If you want to learn a little bit more about Boss Lady, TeresaRanConsulting.com forward slash Boss Lady will give you all the details about our happy little community. And of course, as always, Teresa signs off every time reminding us what her grandfather always told her was to take time to stop. Have a fantastic rest of your week. Bye.